right? We got a lot of different things coming at you today, okay? And I'm just sensing a little bit of a lull right now. that. You don't got time that. All right? Let's go. Break it. Break it. Let it cross. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Nick Schwert and Derek Johnson on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. What is the one story specific to this show, the show named Rock Chalk Sports Talk in Lawrence, Kansas, the same town that houses the University of Kansas and the Kansas basketball program? What's the biggest story that could possibly drop? Baby J murdered Big J out of spite. Wants the limelight. That's a TMZ story, you know? That's a big story. It is, but... Can you imagine a trial? Yeah, but with the limited amount of details I'm sure we would have at this moment, how much time would we really spend on that story? <laughs> like, I don't think we're doing two hours on that. Allen Fieldhouse burning down. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a big story. Who burnt it down, though? That's the bigger question. That's how Baby J killed Big J. Trapped him in there, burnt it to the ground out of jealousy. That's arson. Arson and murder. Yeah. Wow. That'd be a big story. This story, though, the one that actually happened today, might be the biggest, though. I think this story would trump all of them. Bill Self receives lifetime contract. You think that trumps arson murder? Big J, Little J <laughs> okay. aren't nearly I as mean, high profile. I mean, that's a documentary. you got to realize that, That's right? a documentary, but again, I don't think it's as big as this. I just don't. It's a TMZ-type story. It's a sensational story. Not as substantive, because we don't even know the people underneath the suit, right? Mm, we know who Bill Self is. You know, the only thing that could be bigger than this story, I think, is if Bill Self announced that he was leaving, or if he got fired. Maybe. But Bill Self receiving a lifetime contract, at least to date, is the biggest story that I could have possibly imagined. Earlier today, Doug Gerard and the University of Kansas announced that Bill Self will receive a lifetime contract. What does lifetime contract mean, really, right? That's my first question is, what is, how does lifetime contract work? Well, how it works is that it is a five-year extension, a rolling extension that automatically adds an extra year at the completion of the next year. So it's five years after a next season, you add another year on the end of that. And it will just continue to do that throughout the duration of his career. Forever. So unless Bill Self leaves, or KU decides to pay him a lot of money to go away, there is no reason to think that this won't be the last job that Bill Self ever has, and that he won't be here for a long time. Mm -hmm. My first reaction was, and we'll get to all of the other reactions, but just immediate gut reaction was, Bill Self's going to coach here for another 15 years. That is quite the difference going from being on a one-year contract, which he would have been entering this last year, to now a lifetime deal. He's currently 58 years old. Mm-hmm. So Roy Williams just retired at 70. So maybe 12 years. That's yeah. still a really long time. Yeah, it is. That's a really long time. And that would put him at Kansas for 30 years. Wow. If he stayed here for 12 years. That's crazy. That would put him at Kansas for 30 years. That is Mike Krzyzewski, Bobby Knight, Jim Beheim territory. To spend 30 years at one school. How old is Jim Beheim? What if he goes that level of it? He's 76. That's 18 more years. How about that? Well, it's it's on the table at the very least. There's the contract. You know, the biggest question surrounding this basketball program for the last two or three years has been, what is the future of the program? What is going to happen when the infractions case comes to an end? We see whatever potential punishments are out there for Bill Self in this program. 
What's that going to do to the future of the program? And what's that going to do for the future of Bill Self? He's on an expiring contract. We've talked about this an unbelievable amount of times over the last year. Is is Bill Self really going to go into the last year of his contract without a new deal? It's unprecedented. It never happens. Well, now you have an answer to that question. No, he will not. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we'll never have to ask that question again. Ever. No. <laughs> Doug Gerard went to Bill Self and said, Hey, bud, I want you to stop sweating this infractions case. I know it's keeping you up at night. You're wondering, what are you going to do? What happens if you get hit with a show cause penalty? Don't worry about it because you're not going anywhere. How funny is it that KU got this done when they don't even have a... I, I know they have like a sitting act athletic director, but they don't have their officially hired athletic director right now. It's fitting because Bill Self got hired by an interim athletic director, Drew Jennings. When Roy Williams left, Al Bull gets fired on his way out the door. It was a tumultuous end. He blamed Roy Williams for his firing. So the the athletic department found itself in a very similar situation, not that the basketball program was in shambles, but just that you needed a new head coach, but first you needed a new AD. Instead of waiting to get an AD before you got a head coach, the interim AD, Drew Jennings, went out, hired Bill Self. And that seemed to work out pretty well. So maybe it's fitting that Bill Self receives a contract extension from an interim AD, Kurt Watson. Now, I doubt that Kurt Watson was the one who said, we're doing this. I'm 99% certain that Doug Gerard, the university chancellor, said, I'm done. I'm done for on, on a variety of reasons. Because... You, you may wonder what the incentive is for Doug Gerard to do this right now. Why Bill Self has no leverage against you. But I think what, what Doug Gerard did was paid for the sins of Jeff Long. I'm not here to say that I don't think Doug Gerard is a popular man amongst the donors and the powers that be at the university, but there's no question the public image needs a little bit of work after the hiring and the debacle that was Jeff Long's tenure as athletic director. And there may be donors sitting around saying, you really hired this guy? Seriously? What made you think that this guy was going to get the job done? We're in embarrassment right now. So Doug Gerard did what he had to do. He fired Jeff Long. But what did we know the entire time that Jeff Long was here? That the relationship between he and Bill Self was not peaches. And the second that Jeff Long left, what did we say? that Bill Self's job security just went up simply by the removal of Jeff Long from the Kansas Athletics equation. Three weeks later, three weeks later, he receives a lifetime contract. Three weeks after Jeff Long leaves, Bill Self gets a lifetime contract. Do you think that's a coincidence? Because I sure don't. No, because, I mean, think about it. If they just signed the contract or it's just getting released today that it's signed, I mean, it takes time to write up a contract. So, it, I don't know. Maybe it, I, I've never written a contract. Maybe it takes two weeks to write up a contract. It almost feels like to me this was like as soon as Jeff Long was fired, it's like, okay, first thing on the agenda, we're going to let the search firm look for ADs and coaches, and, and we'll do that too. Number one for us, we got to resign Bill Self. He's the face of our program. Our athletic department, he is the best part of it. If you are looking to add stability to your athletic department, if you are looking to reassure the donors that everything is fine here, what better way to do that than to give a contract extension to the most popular man at the university? Because we're going to get into the infraction stuff, and we're going to get into the national columnists and the fans of other programs who are looking at this as... Blatant disregard for the rules. Lacking integrity. You're going to hear a lot of these buzzwords and these key phrases if you venture out and read what people from the other side of the fence have to say. But what you need to know is that when you turn to your neighbor and you turn to the other guy who sits next to you at Allen Fieldhouse, they're just as excited about this as you. Find me one KU fan. Who thinks this is a bad move? Yeah, I mean, that's a dangerous game because there's always one. But I know what you mean. Like 99% of yeah, KU fans are crazy. in favor this of this. This isn't a polarizing topic at all. 
You know, normally you'd think that a situation like this with KU undergoing everything with the NCAA, it might be, even if it's not a 50-50 split, maybe it's a 60-40 thing, you know? Like yeah. Louisville with Rick Pitino, I'm sure there were a lot of supporters, but I'm sure there was a lot of people saying he needed to go. With Bill Self, it's like, no, screw it. Like, I don't care what the NCAA does. I, I just want Bill Self to stay the coach. And that is their best chance to, whatever does happen with the NCAA and the IARP, I know we'll get into that later, but like, Bill Self is your best chance to get out of it. Like looking, looking like a good basketball team. Yeah, and that's what they just signaled. I mean, that is what they signaled with this move is that we care more about securing Bill Self than we are than we are concerned about what potentially is coming down the pipeline in terms of punishments. You're writing the wrongs of Jeff Long. You are adding stability to the athletic department. You are making the donors happy. I guarantee you the donors love this move. I guarantee Doug Gerard wouldn't do this unless it were a popular move amongst the donors. You think he's not talking to them every single day? Now more than ever? And maybe most importantly, it takes it off the table for the next athletic director. Because who knows what that next guy is going to want to do? Who knows if that guy, like Jeff Long, is going to say, I'm not hitching my wagon to that horse. No bleeping way. I'm not going to be the one to come in and have to make that decision Three months after I take the job, the IARP comes down with a, a ruling, and now I'm the one saddled with deciding the fate of Bill Self. If I let him go, I'm the least popular athletic director in the history of Kansas basketball. If I extend him, then I've got this scarlet letter attached to me as a guy who doesn't care. Doug Gerard just said, don't worry about it, because this guy's here no matter what. If, you, if you're okay with that, then let's talk. If you're not, then there's nothing else to be said because he's here. Doug Gerard just basically signaled to everybody, this is where my priorities lie. And that's not something that we had with Jeff Long as AD. Let's make no mistake about it. Jeff Long was hired to fix the football program. And he let you know that from day one. And I'm not necessarily saying that that was a mistake what was a mistake was alienating your biggest asset. Because even with the NCAA infractions case hanging over your head, if Bill Self is here for 12 more years, I mean, what, what's worst case scenario? Because a show cause penalty would be big. But here's one thing that people need to understand, okay? A show cause penalty does not equal the coach must be fired. Show cause penalty in the example of Bruce Pearl at uh, Tennessee, right? He was recruiting Aaron Kraft, took him out on a boat party, and then lied to the NCAA about it. Said, no, none of that happened. So they hit him pretty bad. They gave him, what, a three-year show cause penalty? And the penalty was, you can't talk to recruits. Your assistants can talk to recruits. You can talk to them once they've signed, but you can't go out and recruit. I mean, it's happened at all sorts of places. Uh, Jim Tressel at Ohio State. Didn't Larry Brown get one at SMU for like a full year? Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, I know Patino, Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie got one yeah. at UConn. Patino got one for like 10 games. And here's something. how it usually works. Coach gets a show cause penalty. University distances themselves from that coach. We had nothing to do with it. We have integrity. We play by the rules. We're sorry for it. We fired him. But what the show cause penalty does is ensure that that coach can't just go to a new school and start over fresh. That's why Bruce Pearl didn't get hired. That's why he worked for ESPN, because if he had went to a new school, those same penalties would have applied to him there. And I believe he was the first one who ever got hired with a, a penalty still on his head. I think he got hired in like March, and his penalty wasn't up until August. So he, that first offseason at Auburn, he basically couldn't go out and recruit. But in nowhere in the language of the show cause penalty does it say you got to fire this guy. You can't employ somebody with a show cause. It just makes it really hard to do it. So if Bill Self were to hit the open market, I have no idea how many. I mean, you would think because it's Bill Self, other schools would come knocking and saying, we don't care. Right. Well, at that point, the I know it's always the Bill Self to the NBA thing that was tossed yeah, around. Yeah, maybe so. At that point, you don't even have to serve the show cause if you went to the NBA. Right, you know? exactly. 
So that could be a possibility as well. What, what, what KU has done now is say, it doesn't matter. Because even if you do hit him with a two, three-year show cause penalty, and he's here for another 12 years, if he's here for another 10 years, whatever it is, anything in between or above, you're going to say three years out of 15, that's a, that's a price we're willing to pay. And that's what KU said. This segment's brought to you by Cycle Zone Power Sports. Have you seen these three-wheeled motorcycles? Not the ones that look like tricycles, but the ones with the two wheels up front. Those are coming from Cycle Zone Power Sports in North Topeka. They don't have eight legs, but they're called spiders. It's perfect for you if you want the freedom of a motorcycle, but you need something a little bit easier to handle. Their U-Fit system is perfect to keep you comfortable and not have a long trip wear you out. Plus, you can get them with heated seats, heated grips, a six-speaker Bluetooth sound system, and a navigation screen. It's the perfect travel companion. Now is where we'd normally say go to CycleZone.com, but you should do yourself a favor and go see these spiders in person. CycleZone Power Sports on 24 Highway in North Topeka, just west of the Goodyear plant. The language in this contract is very interesting, and it's very friendly for Bill Self. Is it friendly for KU? We'll talk about that coming up next. You're listening to Rock Shock Sports Talk. This episode is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Join the Tommy Club. You can download the Tommy Club app and enjoy endless washing for one low price, Derek. That means unlimited car washes, unlimited clean, shiny, and dry, unlimited use of exclusive app lane, which, by the way, I've taken advantage of. It's kind of like the the express lane on the highway. You don't necessarily like to lord over everybody else, but when you're zooming through and getting in to get your car washed first, like that's why it's called Tommy's Express, right? You get unlimited access to all their locations, unlimited guest service, and perhaps most importantly, unlimited happiness, Derek. And I think that's something that we just don't emphasize nearly enough in life. I'm looking at your car right now. I'm thinking it could maybe use a trip to Tommy's Express. What do you got going on later? Thinking maybe you should stop there on your way home. You going to at least consider it? I will absolutely be going to Tommy's Express Car Wash. Now, the, the outside of your car, the exterior, it does look okay. Where my concern begins is the interior of your car. Yeah. When you have I, a, I don't a think dog. I don't think the inside of that car has seen a deep cleaning in quite some time. No, when you have a dog, when you have a golden retriever, you got hair everywhere. And they have those vacuums that... You know, it's going to get out for you. So, yeah, I'm definitely making an appointment. Tommy's Express Car Wash. What I love about the the vacuums at Tommy's Express, the cord comes down from the top. So you're not having to try and wrap it around your car and getting yourself into a pretzel. No, very flexible vacuums. You want to go to the left side of the car, the right side of your car. You're perfectly good. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Wash, rinse, repeat. So there's some really interesting language in Bill Self's contract that pertains to this infractions case that is being overseen by the IARP. I'm going to read you directly from the contract. Quote, The parties agree that athletics will not terminate head coach, i.e. Bill Self, for cause due to any current infractions matter that involves conduct that occurred on or prior to the date of full execution of this agreement. If Bill Self is suspended by the NCAA, and or the Big 12 Conference as a result of the pending NCAA infractions matter, Bill Self agreed that he and BCLT will forfeit 50% of earned salary and professional services payment during the time of such suspension. For clarity purposes, by way of example, if he receives a one-month suspension, then for that month, only head coach's salary and professional services would be reduced by 50%, which, by the way, uh, would be under his earned salary. Uh, 50% of that would be $10,000 for one month, a little bit less than $10,000 for one month. Under the uh, other, the professional services payment of his salary, that would be $114,000 per month. So that's 50%, by the way, just in case you were wondering exactly how much money Bill Self is going to be making. Uh, It's over $5 million per year in salary, but obviously it's incentive-laden. There's uh, payments for um, his name, image, and likeness. So it's a a really big contract. And one thing that Darren Ravel of... Who's he with now? I think Action Network. That's right. He used to be of ESPN, sports business type type, type stuff. It's all money type things. Um, 
He, he reported that one of the main reasons why Kansas gave Bill Self a lifetime deal was to delay the $7.2 million it already owes him and be able to pay it out at $100,000 a month increments over the next 86 months. So Bill Self's contract was almost up, right? So if you owe a guy $7.2 million and let's say, for instance, you don't re-sign him, well, then you got to pay him all that money. Instead, this restructuring and this extension allows them to spread that out. As we know, athletic departments aren't doing great right now. They're broke. And KU, if they can take that money, a lot of money, and spread it out over a longer period of time, that's obviously beneficial to them. Is this part beneficial, though? The part that I read to you, that KU has essentially written into Bill Zelf's contract that they can't fire him because of anything that comes down from the infractions case. They also said that the flip side of it is that if he is suspended for any period of time, his salary gets cut in half for the duration of that suspension. So that those two things kind of work in balance of one another. The one way to look at it is to say, well, they can't fire him. If anything comes down, they can't fire him. Oh, no. The better way of looking at it is they have no intention of firing him, right? You can say, well, that really puts you in between a rock and a hard place if you have a decision to make. They're saying we don't have a decision to make. There's nothing that can happen that would lead us to firing him. Which then leads you to the next question of, does it really matter what happens now? Serious question. Tell me why it matters what comes from the IARP. Because you can say, well, they could get hit with a postseason ban. They could get hit with scholarship reductions. They could have the revoking of wins and Final Four banner from 2018. That stuff could all still come down. Bill Self could hit could get hit with a penalty. That's why it matters. KU has signaled, though, they are more concerned with securing Bill Self for the long term than they are with whatever punishments are coming in the short term. So I'll ask again. Tell me why it matters. Because you could say, well, that's going to hurt Kansas. It's going to hurt Kansas's ability to be consistently successful with uh, potential scholarship reductions, postseason bans. That's going to hurt them in recruiting. Will it hurt them more than having to go out and hire a new coach who might not be as good? And having to hire a new coach with all that going on. So that's going to lessen some of the guys who are willing to take the job because they know they're going to be tossed into a very tough situation. Because imagine that, though, by the way. Let's just say Kansas, let's say that the IARP came down and let's say they hit Kansas pretty hard. Bill Self gets a, a one or two, three, one to three year show cause penalty. Let's say that KU does have a scholarship reduction. They have recruiting limitations. They have to, uh, they have to pull down the Final Four banner. They have to give up the wins from the 2018 season. That that'd be a very stiff punishment. That's basically everything. Yeah, you can't do much more. If you did that in Bill Self's final year of his contract, and you said, "Well, Bill, we can't, we can't extend you with a three-year show cause penalty. You're not going to be able to go out and recruit. We're already getting hammered in recruiting, and on top of that, you're not going to be able to go out and recruit." It's a death sentence, right? So we got to let you go. Then KU goes out and says, who wants to come coach us? We got a scholarship reduction. We can't go to the tournament. Uh, You're going to have recruiting limitations. You can't have as many visits. You can't bring as many kids on to official visits. Nobody's going to want to come here, but who wants to come play here? Who wants to come coach here? You probably still get a decent coach. Because we've seen it happen at Louisville. We saw it happen with Bill O'Brien at Penn State. Like, You're still able to go out and get decent coaches. But it's very clear you're not getting the same type of coach that you would get in a normal year where you don't have any sort of issues. No matter what the case is, though, you're not getting a coach as good as Bill Self. So if those penalties are coming no matter what, would you rather say we'll deal with potential personal penalties on Bill Self for three years because long-term we're going to be better because of it? Or 
would we rather try and save face, do what everybody else does, play ball with the NCAA, which, by the way, would be a total 180 from yeah, the, the approach they've taken so far. Yeah, no, this is the best way to go for that reason. Um, he is probably going to keep it together the most, and also it's just kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, that whatever does come down from the IRP, now you know on the other side that you do have that avenue for kind of escape, so to speak. I, the, the only thing that, you know, with, with the IARP, because we don't know how they're going to rule on this, like, I, I don't know if this goes into the case at all. It, it doesn't, but just from, like, the KU being stiff against what the NCAA has levied out, again, I don't know if the IARP would even look at this or even cares to consider that they just gave Bill Self the lifetime contract, but that, again rings true of KU staying put in exactly what their opinion is in how they kind of come in line with the allegations levied by the NCAA and that they were cleared in the FBI trial. If you don't make this move with Bill Self and he's still on a one-year contract going into the IARP thing, it's almost like it's not an admission of guilt, but it is almost like you know what? Yeah, we're kind of waiting to see what happens because we're not 100% confident how this is going to go for us. You making this move, it's you stepping your foot on the ground, stomping down and saying, no, we still think we're innocent, and this is proof. Tangible proof. Money talks. I mean, it certainly sends a signal to the Mm -hmm. NCAA. A big, a big signal. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, it's the same thing we've heard a lot. Dennis Dodd, I thought, put it uh, very succinctly earlier today on Twitter. Dennis Dodd, we had on a couple weeks ago to talk football. But he said, Biggest news from the new self-lifetime contract, the parties agree that athletics will not terminate head coach for cause due to any current infractions. More middle appendage aimed at Indianapolis, right? It is a middle finger. F you. We don't care. And I actually disagree with that a little bit because I don't think this is F you. I think it's we don't give an F. And there's a difference because if you're saying F you, you do care. You're angry. You're mad. You're vindictive. F you would have been waiting for the IARP to come down with the punishment and then giving Bill Self the lifetime contract the next day. That would have been an F you. That would have been a here's what we here's what you can do with your punishments. Here's what you can do with your independent resolution panel. Here's what you can do with your findings. Here's what we think about it. But to do this now before the punishments even come out, it's almost like you're oblivious to what's going on in Indianapolis. It's almost as if you're saying, we don't care. I mean, we'll we'll listen to your punishments, but we don't give a bleep. We don't. And you can make your own determinations about how you feel about that, but that is what they're saying. You don't do this if you're worried about what's coming. You don't. There's, They are mutually exclusive ideas. You cannot care about what the IARP is going to come down with and also give Bill Self a lifetime contract. It's unprecedented. It really is. And we've said that all along with the way that KU has handled it. But, you know, you've got guys... It's funny, you know, you get the national types like Dan Wolken and and Pat Ford, and you can say what you want. Do they have a vendetta against Kansas? I mean, Pat Ford is a Mizzou guy. Um, he has not ever generally been uh, friendly or um, he's never given Kansas the, the benefit of the doubt in a lot of these sort of situations, and maybe they don't deserve it, right? Who am I to say? But... You know, these guys come out and they try to talk about how, you know, how big of a joke this is and they can't believe that that whoever's in charge at Kansas is really going to give Bill Self a lifetime contract. Here's what here's what Dan Wilkins said. Um, Bill Self and Kansas are about to get hit with major NCAA penalties. The school has no AD at the moment. He's not bolting for a different job. What is the urgency for a new contract? The uni- this is university malpractice. Kansas can't fire Bill Self for cause regardless of the outcome of the NCAA case. The school president who agreed to this is not a serious person. 
So when you come when you come with those sorts of opinions that this is a joke, you can't do this. If you're doing this, you're a joke. You're not taking this seriously. That that, that that's only a logical argument if you start from the premise of these NCAA allegations are serious and they're bad. And they should be taken seriously and they should not be taken lightly. But Kansas has never acted as such. They have never acted like they I mean they they've acted as as if they're serious and like and yes that we take this seriously but never that we seriously think that there is something wrong going on here. And again, you can argue well that's a problem. You have to take this seriously. But if you don't start from that premise, then the rest of your argument falls apart. Because a punishment being doled out is only as severe as the person receiving that punishment deems it to be. If you punch me in the mouth and I start bleeding from my teeth and I'm sitting there laughing at you like Brad Pitt in Fight Club, are you going to keep punching me? And I'm just laughing. I continue to laugh in your face the harder you hit me. Or are you saying this isn't working? What's the point? I thought I was punishing this guy and he thinks it's funny. He's laughing in my face. That's what KU's doing right now. So you can keep saying, hey, you shouldn't get punched in the face. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. You can't seriously keep getting punched in the face. It's terrible. But I say, I don't care. I don't feel pain. Right? Who are you to say that that hurts? You don't get to stand there in the back of the crowd saying, that hurts. Doesn't look like it hurts. KU doesn't look like they're hurting right now. KU doesn't look like they're concerned with what's coming from the IARP. So to say that Doug Gerard cannot be a serious person because KU's about to get in trouble, the NCAA doesn't fire people, man. A show-cause penalty does not say that you are unemployable. It just makes it bad optics. But who decides what is bad optics? Generally speaking, when Louisville fires Rick Pitino or UConn fires Kevin Ollie or Tennessee fires Bruce Pearl. They're not firing them because the NCAA said, you better fire him. They're firing them because they're kind of looking around saying, uh, this is a bad look. And our fans aren't going to love being labeled as cheaters. What KU did from day one is say, we're not cheaters. We didn't do any of this. We reject the premise. And that was, in hindsight... A pretty brilliant move from a strategy standpoint because what has that done? You have invigorated your fan base. KU fans have since acted like you had a chip on your shoulder. Like, this is BS. NCAA's out to get us. Didn't do anything wrong. We are victims. Whether that's true or not doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Because what it has done now is allowed you to do something like you did today. And almost unanimously... Your fans are thrilled by it. Had Tennessee done this with Bruce Pearl after saying, you know what, we take these allegations seriously and this is bad and we're looking into it and it looks like there was some malpractice done, but also we're going to extend Bruce Pearl anyway. Then you're kind of talking out of both sides of your mouth. At the very least, at the very least, KU has been nothing if not consistent. And when you're consistent, right or wrong, if your fan base is on board with it, then you can basically do whatever you want. You know what my favorite thing, though, about just... And this isn't just a KU thing. This is speaking to just the NCAA as a whole with the payment of players or allowing you to to make money off your own likeness and stuff. It's just the idea that, like, now that Kelvin Sampson's in the Final Four, everybody, and especially, like, when you look at from the national writers and stuff, it's like, wow, what a great story that Kelvin Sampson is. What a great coach. He deserves this. He deserves to go to the Final Four. How many of those same guys do you think were reaming him back in whatever that was, like 05 or something like that, 07, when he was at Indiana and they had the the whole skin? I mean, there were people saying he's going to be unemployable after this, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I'm just kind of sitting here from that standpoint. Like, everything that we talk about with whether it's the Kansas case, whether it's NC State, Louisville, doesn't matter. There's so many people who are pro pay the player now yet you're going to turn around on the other side and say, yeah, but they cheated. 
And it's like, that's a little hypocritical. Like, you got to pick one or the other, you know? Yeah. And I just wonder if in, like, 15, 20 years, and, and hell, maybe even less than that, who knows what's going to happen with the Supreme Court case going on right now. If we're going to sit back and be like, oh, man, I can't believe Oklahoma State got a one-year postseason ban because all they did is give players 500 bucks or whatever. Like, don't you think there's a very real possibility that can happen? And don't you think Kelvin Sampson, who is in the Final Four, who everybody has done a 180 on for the same exact thing, should be the perfect shining example of that? And that if you do support paying the players, then you shouldn't give a crap. Well, what do you think Kelvin Sampson and Bruce Pearl and all these guys are saying today? They're saying, damn, wish we would have done that. Yeah. Wish my school would have done that. And I'm telling you right now, you don't think other schools are going to borrow from this blueprint? You don't? Because look at the two outcomes. You basically had two options. Play ball or do what Kansas has done. Who was won by playing ball? Yeah. No, North Carolina, you could argue they were the first to kind of do this. They didn't play ball. They, I mean, they had a black cloud over them for four or five years. but, but And that's it. Because have anything. you realize you come to the same conclusion no matter what, but people still kept playing ball because, because of what? Optics. Because they said, oh, this looks bad. Kansas has said, we don't care. And right or wrong, you know, history will decide whether or not that was the right play or not. But right or wrong, we're going to look back on this as that was a turning point one way or another where we, we, we realized that, you know what, you can fight the NCAA and you can win or it will be the signaling that you there's nothing you can do against the NCAA. They're going to find a way to could crush you if they want to crush you. And if that ends up being the case, I think that this will ultimately be looked back upon whenever the NCAA is dead. Because whether you think it's it's going to last for another decade or whatever, the NCAA will die eventually. It will. It is not going to be something that exists in perpetuity for college athletics. Like Eventually, the NCAA will be toppled. One way or another, Like this will go down as a piece of that story. I hope what it ends up being is is that KU can get past this if the IARP comes back even slightly more lenient than what people are expecting. That will be the beginning of people realizing you don't need the NCAA. They serve no function. You could do this ourselves. The Power Six conferences could get together. They could host their own NCAA tournament. There's their own tournament, right? And say, what do we need the NCAA for? It's very clear they don't have any governing power as evidenced by what Kansas just did right in front of their face. What does this do for recruiting for Kansas now that Bill Self is a lifetime coach at the university? We'll get to that coming up next. Life is best on two wheels. Whether you're on the highway or on the trails, Cycle Zone Power Sport has your next motorcycle or dirt bike. They've got big city selection with small town service. They carry the newest Yamaha and KTM dirt bikes and street bikes, and they have certified mechanics to keep them on the go. Cycle Zone Power Sports is located at 2921 Northwest U.S. Highway 24 in Topeka, Kansas, just west of Goodyear. Give them a call at 785-234-3844 or visit them online at CycleZone.com. The timing of Bill Self's lifetime contract extension by KU is pretty peculiar. Not just because it's at a time when you see some other programs sort of in flux, right? Shaka Smart leaves Texas. Chris Beard leaves Texas Tech for Texas. We haven't even talked about that, by the way. Uh, Roy Williams retires in North Carolina. They're looking for a new coach. Blue Blood, maybe a top two job in the sport. You sort of wonder. You start to wonder about the future of these programs. Nobody's going to wonder about KU long-term. You can wonder about KU in the next couple years. But like 10 years from now, here's what we know. 10 years from now, KU will no longer be suffering because of punishments doled out by the IARP or the NCAA, and Bill Self will still be the head coach. That's a pretty good one-two punch for being one of the elite programs in the country. Mm -hmm. Like, both of those things will be true, unless Bill Self decides to hang them up. Not just did KU announce it at a time when all these programs are in flux. Uh, They announced it one day before the Final Four begins. (laughs) So, like, when when the when the elite eight games are happening on Monday and Tuesday, everybody's you know excited. But then it kind of dies down for a couple of days before we start gearing up on Friday and Saturday because the games are coming up tomorrow night. So today's the day when every radio show 
every TV show, every sports show in the country, every podcast is going to do their final four previews. They're going to preview what UCLA has to do against Gonzaga. Is it going to be another blowout? They're going to preview the Baylor-Houston game. Trying to get you ready for the night. I mean, doing the, the cliche stuff that we would have done today too, but we're not because of this. And that's what everybody else is doing too. You could argue this is now bigger than the Final Four. That Bill Self, in the midst of this infractions case hanging over his head, just got a lifetime contract from KU. You could argue that's a bigger story than anything going on in Indianapolis. I can't imagine the timing of this is purely a coincidence. I would think this has to help them in recruiting because if you're some five-star high school prospect and let's say just like, I don't know, Scott Drew, for instance, is recruiting you as well and KU is and KU comes on a visit and then Baylor and Scott Drew come in the next day and they're kind of negative recruiting KU and Scott Drew's saying, yeah, but at Kansas, you know, you don't even know if Bill Self's going to be there. They have the whole IARP thing and... You know, he's only has one extra year on his contract. Like, you might get there as a freshman, and by the time you're a junior, he's not there. Well, guess what? You can't do that anymore. Yeah, the program is a mess. Yeah. KU is a mess right now. You don't want anything to do with it. And now there's stability. Now you know if you're a high school recruit. You know, if you're one and done, it doesn't really matter. You're just there for that one-year picture. But you do know in the back of your mind for guys who maybe they're like, maybe I'll be a little longer than a year, or guys who are maybe program guys who you think you're going to be there for four years. You know that Bill Self is going to be in it for the long haul with you. And that is huge in recruiting. And, he, and here is here's the the big caveat, too. It's not just that Bill Self got a contract extension. Bill Self received six-year contract extension. Like, the word lifetime is big, man. It's big. It signals, I ain't going anywhere, ever. I'm here. So you get a, if you get a four-year contract extension, a five-year contract extension, that could be read as uh, they're kind of hedging their bets. Right, they want some stability now, but also they're not going to commit to this guy long term because who knows what's about to come down the pipeline. When it's lifetime, it's almost just like a power move to say, "Look at this. Does your coach have a lifetime contract? I do. Is that guy, that other guy who's telling you about stability and this and that? Yeah, well, he's been linked to the North Carolina job. Am I? I got a lifetime contract. Who else has a lifetime contract? Calipari. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But him, me and him." Right? Best buds. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not getting fired. My university believes in me. It's the biggest story in college basketball. And you got to wonder how much, you know, Doug Gerard was having conversations with Bill Self saying, okay, like, what is, what's the big issue like right now? What is, what's one thing that you need? And he's saying stability. I need a contract. I need to be here. I need commitment from you. Like, KU did not have to do this now. They very easily could have waited until they had an athletic director, let him do it. Because Doug Drog could have said that too, right? Doug Drog could have went to the AD and said, here's the one thing. Whether we do it now or in a month, like, that guy's getting a contract extension. You want this job, that's part of it. No negotiations. I don't care what you think, what your background is in, what your goal is long-term for this athletic department. I made this mistake once. I hired a guy who came in and put all his priorities in football. Not just putting his priorities in football, but while doing so, alienated our biggest asset. And yes, I still believe that guy is our biggest asset. If you don't, then this isn't the job for you. Because as much as we got excited about a guy who was going to commit to fixing football, in a way, in an attempt to do so, unsuccessfully, mind you, you feel like your your faith in the basketball program deteriorated just a bit. And it's not just because of the IARP. It's because, you know, funds were being taken away from basketball. That is not, that's not hyperbole. Like, Jeff Long was taking funds away from the basketball program and rerouting them to football. Case in point, as a part of Bill Self's contract extension, $20,000 per month, $240,000 per year in Wheels Up, which is a membership for private flights. Word on the street is that Jeff Long nixed that when he got here. Saying, you don't need this kind of money. Like, And good on Bill Self for negotiating that in his contract. Like, I ain't flying commercial to go visit recruits. I want a private jet. 
and I'm going to go visit these guys. I'm going to show up. They're going to know I mean business. It's a great day for Kansas basketball. It's unprecedented. It really is. We don't have a blueprint to follow here. KU is making this blueprint as they go. And it's kind of exciting to be the bad boys of college basketball, to say, you know what? We really don't give a bleep what you have to say about us because there's a lot of people doing a lot of talking about Kansas. Their coaches don't have lifetime contracts, though. He's Derek Johnson. I'm Nick Schwert. That's going to do it for Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Uh, We're actually making way for KU Volleyball coming up next. If you want to hear more, we're going to have exclusive audio on our Best of RCST podcast that you can find, KLWN.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, etc. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday. People are absolutely sick all across the country. They are sick. They are mad. They are angry that KU is taking away from the national college basketball headlines. Really, it's the national columnists who were preparing their Gonzaga-Baylor national championship preview already that they now have to reroute their time to address Bill Self's lifetime contract. There's a lot of people who had to put uh, one of those columns in the draft folder and start banging out something on Bill Self. But we just did that for an hour. So if you're listening to this, you're only listening on the podcast. Thanks for that, by the way. Thanks for listening to our podcasts. Um, And here's a little special announcement. Because you're still listening to the podcast, RCST Trivia is beginning one week from next Tuesday. Is that correct, Derek? Yes, so registration will be next week. We will have a couple different ways for you to register. Listeners of the show will be rewarded. Listeners of the podcast will be rewarded. And then it'll be a free-for-all basically after that. And we'll get into more of that registration next week. So that will be Tuesday, August 13th, which is also, as many people know, the beginning of Ramadan. Ah. So, so we... we uh, We tried to synchronize that as best we could. The beginning of Ramadan, April 13th, will also be the beginning of RCST Trivia. But next week, we are beginning registration. So be on the lookout for that. Radio and podcast listeners will have the first opportunity to register before we put it out to the masses on Twitter. So if you're listening to this, Uh, Step one is complete. You know that registration is coming up on Tuesday, so keep listening. Uh, We're not going to have a show on Monday, by the way, because of uh, another Royals Day game. So Tuesday will be the next show. That is when you're going to want to tune in to the radio and the podcast to hear your cue as to how to register for RCST Trivia. Do we... Do we know what the prizes are yet? Can we drop a little nugget at the very least to talk about the grand prizes? Yeah, we can drop a few prizes um, just to kind of get you salivating a bit. Um, We will have lifetime entrance to RCST Trivia. That's a pretty cool Mm. one um, if you win it all. We have a big screen TV. could always use an extra big screen TV, just like we had last year. We've got some merchandise from a brewery. We've got gift cards to give away from several different places. I mean, we might have some tickets to give away. We have a bunch of stuff. We have thousands of dollars worth of prizes. Would that be accurate to say? That would be very accurate. More than $1,000 worth of prizes. That is for sure. Yeah, one of these these prizes, you mentioned the, the, the stuff from the brewery. We have got a... A grizzly cooler. It's a very nice cooler. Not like uh, not like a Rubbermaid cooler. Not like one of those Coleman coolers. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. This is like one of those like big time over like I think it's like 130 bucks it retails at. Uh, one of those travel like hard shell grizzly coolers. Yeah. Courtesy of Toppling Goliath Brewery, which is by the way the best beer on the planet. And I mentioned some of the gift cards we have given away. We also are going to have a trophy. For the winner this year. That's exciting. Um, and again, like I don't want to give away every prize. We'll have that for you next week. But last year, the RCST t-shirt, you could argue that was the most valuable of right. all the prizes. This year, we've taken it one step further. We not only have RCST t-shirts to give away, we have RCST hats to give away. And those hats, I mean, 
I'd take the hat over the TV. Yeah, I would too. I wouldn't go that far. I would say this: we're being a little cagey about exactly what we have to give away. That's because we're. This is Friday. We're still expecting more prizes to be on the list, which is why we're not giving you explicit prizes. But what we are trying to say is we've got a lot of really good prizes to give away, um, more so than last year. Way more prizes, more monetary va- value in prizes, bigger, better prizes. So uh, just be into. We'll give you more details on exactly what the prizes are by the weekend. But I mean, we've still got people wanting to donate, wanting to get involved. Um, if you own a business and you want to give away some prizes, uh, let us know. Like hit us up on Twitter at RCST thirteen twenty. DMs are open. Hit us up. Let us know if you're interested because uh, we're adding to the list with each passing day. Before we do get out of here, though, I want to touch on some bigger, broader college basketball news. I had a lot of stuff to get to today before the Bills self news broke. First of which is two big other shakeups in the college basketball world with Chris Beard taking over at Texas and Roy Williams retiring at North Carolina. I want to start first with Roy because they caught a lot of people off guard. Obviously, at your at that age, when you retire, it shouldn't be all that surprising, especially the way the last two years in Chapel Hill have went. But I mean, one of the greatest to ever do it, fourth all-time in wins. Nobody has as many wins as him, and a higher winning percentage. You're talking about a no-name assistant coach under Dean Smith at North Carolina when he got hired at Kansas. Not only did he pick Kansas up from the doldrums that Larry Brown left the program in, he did the same thing at North Carolina, salvaging that program from what Matt Doherty had left it in in just three years. Matt Doherty was there for three years. And he salvaged that program and has had the most successful run since he took over in 2004. Winning a national championship two years later, and then adding two more after that, every single year getting 20-plus wins, at least before the last two, every single year bringing in dominant recruiting classes, restoring order at North Carolina, the greatest coach in North Carolina history. I, I really believe that. I believe I would put him ahead of Dean Smith. Now, did Dean Smith have some bad bounces and bad breaks late in games that Roy Williams didn't have? Sure. But to win three national titles in 18 seasons... It's remarkable. One of the one of the good guys in college basketball. And I know, you know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday who when I brought up the fact that Roy Williams was retiring, the guy told me he's like, I still hate the way he left. Which, listen, I know that there's still maybe um some bad feelings about it. I think for the most part, Kansas fans have forgiven Roy. It happened when Katie won a title in 08. Most people were, and he's sitting there in the stands with the Kansas patch on his shirt. You know, that was that was sort of the moment when everybody came around and said, okay, you know what? We got our title. He's still rooting for us. Guess he's not half bad after all. There was bad blood about the way he left, right? You know, going out and saying, um, I don't know why they're still considering me. I don't know uh, why they think I'm going to take the job. I've already said I'm not. I wish they'd take me off the list. And then given what players, like a few minutes heads up saying, hey, by the way, I'm leaving. Bye. See ya. That was uh, you painted as being cowardly, but what it was more than anything else was a guy who was too nice to to hurt people's feelings, and he had he didn't have it in him to, you know, sit there like we would say, oh well, that takes courage, that takes conviction to sit there and just say, hey, this is what's going to happen. I know this sucks to deliver bad news like that. Roy is such a sensitive sweetheart of a guy that he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because he knew how heartbreaking it was. And you can call it cowardly or whatever you want, but that's just part of his DNA is that he didn't want to let anybody down and conversely did by not just standing up with and saying it the way that he probably should have handled it. And I don't know uh, how he carries that to his day, but I know in, in Kansas history, it's Fog Allen, Roy Williams, and Bill Self. That's it. And I don't care that Larry brought a title. If you're arguing that Larry Brown was meant more to Kansas than Roy Williams did, I don't know what to tell you. Roy Williams was the one who reestablished Kansas as a blue blood program, as we are going to be dominant. We are going to be a top five program every single year. Now, Bill Self has surpassed him, obviously, by winning a title and continuing that success. Because if this is the, if this is one of the top five programs ever, Bill Self's run is probably the best run that any coach has had in the history of Kansas. 
So I'm not trying to say he's the greatest coach in the history of this program. But he is the one who reestablished Kansas. It's not just, hey, we've got the history, we've got the tradition, we've got the record books, but we're also the current dominant blue blood program just like everybody else in the country. Roy started that. Bill Self took it to another level. And I don't want that to get lost on people just because of how successful Bill has been over the past two decades. So a legend hangs him up. Uh, That's the type of job where you can call anybody. It's just like Kansas. It's just like Kentucky. And and Duke, to an extent, Duke's always had this sort of feeling where you're going to hire a Duke guy. You're going to hire a Coach K guy. And maybe that'll happen at North Carolina. I know the odds on favor to replace him is Hubert Davis. Who, yeah, I'm not buying that. Same with the second. Seems to be pretty, uh, he pretty is, beloved. He is, but, I mean, the second guy in there was uh, Wes Miller, who's at North Carolina Greensboro and has done a great job there. But that, both those guys, that's big jumps for, I mean, you could argue North Carolina is the best job in college basketball, or at the very least, it's, you know, it's top three, top four. I I don't know. I like Chris Beard, I think would have made a lot of sense, but you know who the guy that makes the most sense to me, Nate Oates, because like that's the thing with I I saw like Chris Beard and Tony Bennett's names floated out there just because they were really good coaches, you yeah. know. Stylistically, what Roy Williams did, doesn't that kind of go in line with what Nate Oates does? Like plays up and down, high tempo pace. Yeah, but, and yes, yes, it would be a very fun style of play, and it would be an easy transition. I think the the tough part for Nate Oates is that uh, the Athletic, Brian Hamilton at The Athletic reported earlier today that Oates just signed a contract extension, which includes a $12.5 million buyout. It's a lot of money. That, saw- that That's not just a lot of money. We saw an Indiana booster pay $10 million just to get out of their coach. You know, I don't know what they had to pay Chris Beard on his buyout. And it's different when a guy's retiring as opposed to we paid a guy to go away, right? Yeah. Like at Kansas, we, money in the whenever fund. you hear the word can, buyout at Kansas, you're always assuming like, oh, that's the buyout money that we have to pay the guy to leave and the buyout money that we got to pay the other guy to leave to come coach us. Like we're paying a lot of guys a lot of money not to coach. This would be a little bit different. That would probably be an easier pill to swallow just to say, hey, no, our guy left on good terms. Now it's time for the next chapter. Let's pay up. Let's make sure that this run continues. I don't know. You could go a lot of different ways. I I do think Hubert Davis, everything I've heard is that he's just really, really popular. He's really popular. I mean, I'll say this. I think it would be, especially if Roy Williams kind of gave him his, I guess, like blessing or whatever you would say. It would be kind Keep of similar yeah. to when KU hired Roy Williams. He was an assistant coach. He wasn't a head coach. Had no. Head it was the experience. same thing when he got hired at North Carolina. Is that Dean Smith, who told Bob Frederick to hire Roy Williams because you're going to be missing out on a great guy if you don't, then turned and said, okay, now it's time for you to come take over North Carolina. Like He just was sort of his guiding light the entire way. Well, he tried to get him in 2000 as well, and Roy said no. Then he did it again in 2003. It would make a lot of sense to continue that trend of him saying, by the way, on my way out the door, this is your guy. Okay, if they go externally, though, just to make this uh, an interesting talk of, of who it could be. I think, you know, you call Mark Few and Jay Wright. they probably say no. Um, Mark Few would be, I think, I, think they, I think you're right. I think they both say no, but... I think Mark Few would you'd have a better chance of getting Mark Few than you would Jay Wright. And on top of that, if you get Mark Few, it would be the greatest hire you could ever make. It, uh, it would be impossible to get a better guy at a better time than North Carolina right. hiring Mark Few right now. Yeah. Um, you probably call Tony Bennett. I don't know if he takes it. And and man, I'll tell you what, like, and I don't I know this is not I shouldn't be saying this, but North Carolina is probably a half a notch ahead of Kansas in terms of like attractive jobs, and it's purely based off ge- geography. Geography in the conference you play in. You are on the East Coast. There is a ton of talented players around that area, and you play in the ACC, which is probably a little bit more of an attractive conference. I know that's sacrilegious to say around here. If 
you know, if Kansas is the third best job in basketball or the second best job in basketball, then North Carolina is probably first. But like, uh, uh, that's it. Like, I would on, honestly, I would even put Kansas ahead of Kentucky just because of the arena you play in. Again, geography, the conference you play in. I think Kansas has. You can talk about history and tradition and and recent runs of success, but Kentucky wasn't Kentucky until John Calipari got there. Uh, Tubby Smith was not really a great fit there, even though they won the title. Obviously, Billy Gillespie wasn't a great hire. I think Kansas is probably the second best job, but North Carolina is the best. So you can call anyone. Anyone. MJ. No. What about these names? All right, these are just interesting ones. Scott Drew. Yes? No? You have to call him. Okay. You have to call him. If, if it gets to that, I mean, if he's like fourth or fifth on the list, then you, you're going to get to that, you're going to call him. Dana Altman. A little less sexy. John Beeline. Even less sexy. <laughs> What's Jim Calhoun up to? <laughs> okay, so you're getting older. I don't think you're moving in the right direction. Um, Bruce Pearl, probably not. Matt Painter? Matt Painter would be actually, interesting. That would be an interesting hire. Rick Barnes. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what are you looking for? Because right. like, Nate Oates would, would guarantee you excitement right now. And but he's young. Yeah, but wouldn't you, if you're North Carolina, wouldn't you rather, like, if you hire, like, just theoretically, and I'm not even saying that he would get a phone call, but just theoretically, if I'm comparing those two guys, Nate Oates versus Matt Painter, which one do you think has a higher likelihood of long-term success? The answer is Matt Painter. You know why? Because he's had long-term success at Purdue. Like, if you want to make the splashy hire, go do it. But if I'm North Carolina right now, coming off of an incredible 20-year run, an incredible 18-year run, I should say, don't you go out and hire the guy who you think's going to be around for 12 to 15 years and you're going to be a contender? I don't know. I kind of think Nate Oates is that guy. Like, I'm I'm very high on Nate Oates. I am probably high on Nate Oates enough to say that if, you know, I, I mean, we don't have to worry about it now with the lifetime contract, but hypothetically, if Bill Self weren't around in the next couple of years, yeah. Nate Oates might be number one on that list. Well, no, probably Jay Wright, but. Probably number two. I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's easy to see how the season ended for Alabama and just go, oh, man, they should have made it further than the Sweet 16. I mean, Matt Painter's not had a ton of tournament success, you know? As great as his teams have been. It's not like it's a slam dunk hire. No, I, I get what you're saying. I don't even know why we're going down this road because, like, Matt Painter's not going to be the next coach right. in North Carolina. But I'm just I'm using him as like a template of the types of guys that you could go after. Any chance Chris Beard does what he did with UNLV? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, but I guess in that regard, it's it's not unprecedented. Let's finish on on Chris Beard because um, that was going to be one of the big topics of the day. That's now been uh, moved to a footnote in the college basketball media cycle. But Chris Beard left Texas Tech, took the Texas job, and now all of a sudden. I'm a little bit scared of what the Longhorns are going to become over the next five years, over the next two or three years, because it didn't take Beard long to get things up and running in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. And now you've got the resources of Austin, Texas. It's scary and it's exciting. It's scary in that I now expect Texas to be a power. Texas is going to be what they should have been under Shaka Smart, of what we thought they were going to be seven years ago, which is crazy it's, that it took it's seven years. That's how long Shaka Smart was there. It's also exciting in that Texas Tech, I expect, or Texas, I expect them to be a power now. And I expect that to be a really fun rivalry. Does Texas win a title with Chris Beard if he stays there, I don't know, 20 years? He said it's his dream job. I mean, he went to school there. Yeah, I would, I'd give him, I'd give him, if you send the over-under at half. 5 I mean, yeah, it's really hard to win a title. Really, he, really hard. He almost really, won one. Really, 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 really hard. Almost won one at Texas Tech. Might be his only shot. Who knows? It might be. Texas only went to one Final Four even with Rick Barnes. Okay. Let's do it like this then. How how long until he brings in the number one class in the nation? Because that's what I think is about to start happening. Chris Beer was able to go out and get the, you know, the Jemias Ramseys of the world. He, he could get those top 20, top 30 players in the country and then sort of infuse them with some grad transfers or some regular transfers, whatever. 
he's going to start getting elite players. Elite players. Like, starting in 2022, I fully expect Chris Beard to bring in a top six or seven class in the country. That's a good start. Yeah. That's a good start for competing for titles. And we already know, and we already know his system Mm -hmm. and his culture are amongst the best of the best in the country. Imagine Texas Tech, except instead of a six foot seven guy playing center, they now have the lottery pick that Texas has brought in like every year at center. Mm -hmm. Except with everything else Tech has done around it. Now, maybe some of that culture, maybe that changes a little bit with bringing in elite talent, where now it's not just one guy that you got to fit in with a bunch of other dudes that you, you plucked from various locations. Now it's a bunch of those dudes and you're trying to get them to play together. But again, yeah, the sample that we've got from Chris Beard would indicate that he's going to find a way. So I think that is a valid point. Like, oh, well, what about the fit at Texas? You know, it's a, maybe a little harder to be that kind of grindstone type of guy. But you know what my counter would be to that? Hey, look, UCLA is in the final four. Did anybody think Mick Cronin was a good quote unquote fit with the UCLA brass, where it was the same thing. It's like, oh, this guy's like a grinded-out style coach in UCLA. That won't work. Boom, he's in the Final Four. That's how I view Chris Beard at Texas. There will be some questions like, ah, but how is that going to work with, you know, he doesn't seem to be a guy who loves to necessarily have to schmooze and wine and dine with all these donors. And if you're getting kids at Texas, like maybe they don't have as much of a chip on their shoulders. The mm-hmm. kids you got at Texas, he'll be fine. I think you're probably right. I, I don't have many concerns. I'm sort of manufacturing them. For the sake of the argument, but I have very few concerns. If I were Chris Beard, I probably would have taken the North Carolina job. I'm assuming they would have called, but you wonder about that timing too. About the second that Roy Williams announces he's retiring, all of a sudden... Sign right now. We'll give you more money. Just sign. Don't look at Twitter. It makes you wonder. If I'm Texas and we're negotiating, we're negotiating that fine, the dollars and cents... And you see that job open up, you're going, oh, okay, let's get this over with. Let's, let's, I, don't, I don't even want him to be able to answer the phone from them. And maybe that happened, maybe it didn't, but uh, the timing of it, pretty coincidental, if not. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you for uh, listening. If you're listening, you're listening to the podcast version. So have a good weekend. Remember, coming up on Tuesday, no show Monday. Coming up on Tuesday, your chance to register for RCST Trivia. We've got fantastic prizes. We'll have more updates on that information coming up next week. Have a good weekend. We'll we'll see you on Tuesday.